Am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, leave a comment. The NFL Sunday was the best Sunday that we've had in months. And there's more bad news for the get woke, go broke crowd. College football. These upsets are everything that I need right now. Lonzo Ball is all grown up. He's making a move over to Clutch Sports. And it's a lesson in parenting and decision making. Joe Rogan potentially moderating the presidential debate is the absolute last thing America needs right now. History was made yesterday. Ten black quarterbacks started in the NFL. But why does race matter in this? I'll tell you. And of course, my parting shot. Am I Reister or am I wrong is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Daily fire. Facts only here. Check your feelings at the door. This is not the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, or social justice warriors. No BS. Only 100 you will find here. Please make sure that you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure that you share. That means share by text, share by phone, uh, email, however you do it. And make sure that you email me if you want to get a hold of me, gwpodcast at unafraidshow.com. Make sure you subscribe, tell a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, like up, give it a thumbs up, all of that. You can listen to me as well. Um, on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast and Fox Sports Radio from 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern time and then weekdays filling in. We will start today with the NFL. It was the absolute best Sunday that we've had in months. Life is better. It was like a sense of normalcy. I, I will tell you, I woke up and I was like, wow, it, it's Sunday. It feels Feels uh, good, right? We can play a little bit of football. And 2020 has provided disappointment. It's provided inconvenience, untimely and unexpected deaths, plenty of fake news, conspiracy theories, fake outrage, all of that. And a little bit of normalcy, like a way to escape for a while that it was something that I didn't even have to be concerned about. I didn't have to be concerned about college players versus pro players, no unions, testing, players being taken advantage of. Like these these things were collectively bargained. None of the games were canceled. Like we knew what to expect already coming in. I got a chance to be mad about my fantasy team like I imagine a bunch of you did. I got to obsess about my daily fantasy roster, how much money I'm winning or losing. It was an opportunity for that. And clearly, I was the not the only person who felt that way. Because Bucks and Saints, that game was the highest rated week one game on Fox in four years. And the biggest audience in American television since the Super Bowl. Up 10% from last year. So you know the get woke, go broke crowd is very upset about that. Oh, well, the Dallas game was down a lot. Uh, the Sunday night game. That game was boring and uninteresting. Yes, it was uh, featuring the Dallas Cowboys, but there's a little something more to that as well. The NFL is also still killing it right now. While they're also dominating the ratings still, because 
people will try to talk about Thursday. I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, they are still killing it. They're negotiating the biggest TV deals with every major network right now. So the revenues have gone up every year in the NFL for at least 20 years. This year, even in a pandemic, they still may find a way to go up, which is absolutely incredible. So to get what go broke crowd, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but it is what it is. You can't stop this train. And truthfully, you're not even really even influencing it because you're still watching. You're still watching. You're pretending like you don't want to watch, but you're watching. Everybody knows the ratings say so. On to Thursday. I talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. But in Kansas City, the Kansas City-Houston game, a 71 share. That means 71% of all televisions that were on in that market were tuned to that game. In Houston, that of 39% of the televisions that were on were tuned to that game. You had Denver, 36%. Texas, oh, in Austin, Texas, 34%. Indianapolis, 32%. Of all televisions to that. I mean, come on, man. And then the NFL game on Thursday as well. We're finding out more information. Drew a 6.7 rating in adults 18 to 49. During NBA playoff games. Come on, man. And that's the NBA's like target demo right there. All right. So to get what go broke broke crowd, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but you don't get to celebrate this. You are going to lose this one because the NFL is not going anywhere. It's not going to tank. Neither are professional sports because on one hand, the, the sports media person, sports media people, they'll tell you, get woke, go broke. But then at the same time, they will simultaneously tell you to buy DraftKings and FanDuel stock because sports aren't going anywhere. Yeah, how does that work? They're not going anywhere because get woke, go broke is a lie. On to college football and enough with those people. The upsets that we had this weekend were everything that I needed. There were five games canceled, well, postponed this weekend. I was sad about that, but like, and I am praying for these young men because it, like I said before, it is a completely different situation than it is with the pro players. Completely different situation. They are tested in the NFL more. They have money to quarantine them, themselves. They're not just young kids. These are mature people with families. Well, more mature people with families. And there is a, they can be fined. There is a level of professionalism that is expected and also required and enforced that you can't do in college. And college kids are often taken advantage of. They are like they're taken advantage of with the money that they're not allowed to make. They're not allowed to trade on their name, image and likeness, all of that. So I don't have to worry about that. But these upsets, though. I could not have been happier about that. It was exactly what I need with college football. So you had Louisiana over Iowa State, Arkansas State over K-State, Georgia Tech over Florida State, Coastal Carolina over Kansas, and Houston Baptist almost beating Texas Tech would have been the icing on the proverbial cake. But this weekend, I need Tulsa to beat Oklahoma State, Houston to beat Baylor, South Florida beat Notre Dame. 
Isn't that what we want out in the world? A little bit of chaos in college football. We don't always get it. But this could be the season for the chaos that we want. At least let it be entertaining in that way. Because I'm a person who I root for one or two things. Like in general. I either root for total domination. Like Warriors, 73-9. and I want them to go on and win a championship. I mean, just steamroll everybody. Just so we can see something historically great. Or I want to see a catastrophic failure. Like I want to see the 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 team lose a 3-1 lead like the Clippers may do to the uh, Denver Nuggets right now. I want to see it because I want to see the fallout. I want to see the press conferences. I want to see the... I, I do. I like that. You can call you can say I like to watch the world burn or whatever you want. But that's the kind of thing like I want to see somebody just get just trounced. Like when Alabama played against Clemson in a national championship two years ago and Clemson just just beat him up. Worst loss in Alabama history. Yeah, that was better to me than just a close game that ended great. Mm, I don't know why. I love that sort of thing. Now on to Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is all grown up. So he had he was at CAA, which was his agent at first, and then he moved over to Clutch Sports. He was with the family big baller brand. Now he's uh getting a new shoe contract. He has his brother has signed, I think, with Puma, the one that's coming in the draft now. And I think that this is a lesson in parenting. Because as a dad, right? Because we we know how overbearing that his father, LeVar Ball, had been, how integrated into his life he had been. But then when Lonzo got traded to New Orleans and LeVar was over in Australia and everywhere else with, with his brother, that gave Lonzo a chance to have his independence and grow. And the reason why this is important is, is that as a dad, I teach my kids... Like instead of helicopter parenting them and trying to tell them what to do and what not to do, ultimately, yes, that's a part of it. Tell them what to and what not to do. But ultimately, what I want for my kids more than anything else is for them to be good decision makers, because I can't tell them what to do and what not to do in every single situation. So if I teach them to make good choices, how to make good choices how to weigh information, how to come up with a reasonable solution and to talk to people who are knowledgeable in situations, how to filter that information, what you should take, what you shouldn't take, what what sort of chances should you take out in life. And I thought that that was like very telling with Lonzo because he knew that Big Baller brand wasn't a move. He knew what he wanted to do, but he was listening to his dad. And now he's saying, Okay, my dad was is a clearly a strong man out in the world. And I want to be like that. Granted, not necessarily exactly like his dad, but his dad is a strong, opinionated, doesn't worry about what everybody else is saying about him, an independent thinker and all of that. So, you know, Lonzo wanted to be that. But he couldn't be that up underneath his dad's thumb. So I think that this is a, a lesson in parenting. Because Lonzo is making his own decisions. And moving to clutch sports, probably a great decision. 
Because right now they appear to be the truth, the way and the light for NBA players, not in a godly fashion, but like they are focused on their branding off the court and they have a lot of leverage because LeBron James and Rich Paul are but behind them. So that is a notable thing. And you see Lonzo taking control of his life, making these things, and he appears to be making good decisions. And I like it. So as much as we want to criticize or have people have criticized LeVar Ball, the fact that his sons are now saying, wait, hold up. I'm going to take advantage of my own self, my own independence. Well, his two sons. Because Lelangelo got in trouble when he was at UCLA. I think is a pretty good thing on them and can teach us a lesson in parenting. Get the thumb off a little bit and focus more on the decision-making than telling them what to and what not to do. On to what else we should not do. Joe Rogan. I wake up this morning, and I'm like, why the hell is Joe Rogan trending? Oh, who do you have an interview with? Uh, it's because the president retweeted a tweet saying that Joe Rogan should moderate the presidential debate between Trump and Biden. And I think that this would be ridiculous and bad for Joe Rogan's brand. I mean, what is the difference? Truly, what is the difference between because Joe Rogan's clearly immensely talented, immensely popular, everything from the UFC to his podcast, 100 million. You can't knock what the dude is doing. But how is it different than letting Howard Stern moderate the debate? How it would absolutely turn into a clown show because neither one of those dudes is qualified or can fact check enough to do a good job in a debate because moderating a debate is not just reading questions off a script. You have to see what comes from both ways and you have to know what is up. That's why people like Chris Wallace, Steve Scully, these are the people who should be moderating debates. And I, I do as crazy as this is, right? Who, how would Joe Rogan fact check? How, how like he hasn't been doing this. Like the people who are doing it have been covering presidential uh, campaigns. The last like 10 presidential campaigns and six white house administrations. And regardless of whether you vote for Trump, believe in Trump, don't believe in Biden, whatever it is, you have to know that Joe Rogan hosting i'm sorry well it wouldn't even be moderating it would be hosting the presidential debate would turn into a reality show it would be very entertaining we would be talking about it for years but is that really what the comp the country needs at this point in time because you know at some point in time joe rogan is gonna be like oh yeah hey hey let's talk about over overhauling health care and immigration and drug enforcement. And then the conversation is going to devolve in two hours into UFO talk. And then he's going to be like, hey, hey, yo, Jamie, Jamie, hey, yo, Jamie, where's the clip of the bear fight, fighting the mouse? Come on, man. I, I like Joe Rogan. I respect what he, what he does. So this is not a shot at him. But this presidential de- debate is going to be a heavyweight title fight. And you need an experienced ref. You need somebody who knows what they're doing. You can't just just put it out to chance to reality television. That would be an awful choice. And for Joe Rogan, if he fact checks too hard, one part of his audience is going to be mad. If he does, if 
whoever, if he does a perfect job of what a moderator is supposed to do, half his audience is going to be pissed off. So listen, bad move for Joe. Hope he wouldn't do it anyway. Now back to the NFL for a second. Yesterday, history was made. 10 black quarterbacks started in the NFL. Why does this matter? Why does race even factor into this? It's because for so long, older general managers, coaches, and fans would question black quarterbacks' ability to lead, ability to pass the football, and thought that they should use their athleticism at another position. I mean, this is as recently as Lamar Jackson, last year's league MVP, who showed out again on Sunday. People say, oh, he should move to wide receiver. He can't play quarterback. Even Bill Polian, former Colts GM. I mean, come on, man. Like, th- this is a significant event. You have Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, who are the three best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, Tyrod Taylor, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and Dwayne Haskins. All started yesterday. And they come on the heels of people like Shaq Harris, who was our director of player personnel in Jacksonville. Came in the league in 1969. Was drafted. He was the first black quarterback to start a season opener. Start a playoff game and win. Uh, get voted to the Pro Bowl and win Pro Bowl MVP. You go on to 1978, Warren Moon, Pro Football Hall of Famer, goes undrafted, has to go to Canada because they don't want black quarterbacks. 1984, he goes to the Oilers, plays a long time. You got Doug Williams, Randall Cunningham, even on past Michael Vick, but Michael Vick was such a superb talent that you couldn't miss, that you couldn't not draft him. But there were so long that player that coaches did not believe that black quarterbacks possessed the leadership needed because or they could look quarterback like do things that quarterbacks do. But that's dog whistle language for act like a white guy. Do what the white guys do, because that's what the position was exclusively. Seventy percent of the NFL is black. That doesn't mean that 70% of the quarterbacks should be black, even 10% of the quarterbacks, 90, whatever. There should not be a quota. But the best man should always win because it is a meritocracy. Granted, money plays a factor in pro pro sports, but it's a meritocracy, or at least it's supposed to be. And so to see the progress that the league has made, that these men have made at the position, and how minds and hearts are clearly changing or at least owners, coaches, uh, because the coaching is skewed a lot younger, which we talked about, which I talked about on the last podcast. I love it. And it was very notable. And for me, it matters because my position got changed in high school. Not because I didn't have the talent to play quarterback, not because I didn't have the arm, because I did. It was because my high school coach, who I really like, said that he didn't want his best athlete at quarterback because he didn't know, truthfully, how to use a player with that type of special ability. He didn't know how to do it. He was like, this is the way we play football. This is what I know. 
So that's what he went with. But now you see players and coaches realizing, oh, wait, we can do way more. There's better options with mobile quarterbacks. I mean, even the white guys have to be mobile. Look at Aaron Rodgers. He can move. Look at Wentz. He can move a little bit. The best quarterbacks, aside from Breeze and Brady, who are statues, but they are going out of style. If you cannot move, it has changed the position, and I love it, and I thought that that was extremely notable. And I am very happy with what is going on. Last thing up, my parting shot. I know this is a little bit off the path from what I normally do for my parting shot, but I woke up this morning as well, and there was a debate about Miracle Whip versus Mayo. I grew up in a house where we exclusively used Miracle Whip. That's the way I grew up at at home. And but as I've gotten older, figured out my own way, like Lonzo Ball, figured out that my parents led me astray with that. Miracle Whip is trash because I'm a person who likes to eat real things. I don't eat honey sauce like from KFC when they say the honey sauce. I don't eat syrup sauce. If, if honey didn't come straight out the comb, if the syrup didn't come out the tree, don't give me no damn Miss Buttersworth. Don't get, give me pure maple syrup. I have people say, oh, George, you may be cutting off your appetizer. I don't want them anyway because that's not what I eat. That's not what I do. I, I like real things. I, I got a garden in the back. I have a hydroponic garden. I grow my own stuff. This is what I like to eat. And mayo, albeit very fattening, it is real. Made with real ingredients. Give me some helmets. Give me some organic uh, uh, mayo. Just give me real stuff. So mayo, mayo's awesome. Miracle Whip sucks. Am I right or am I wrong? Peace out. Catch you guys on Wednesday. Share with a friend.